This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. And why are we talking like this? Because, bitch, it's Ivy League crimes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we can go back to normal. <laughs> okay. Back to your uh, regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Regularly scheduled. Oh, I said it. You did it regularly. But I was going to say podcasting. So we are on episode what? I don't even know. 58. 58. Yeah. An even number. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Every other time it's an even number. Isn't that funny <laughs> how that happens? <laughs> okay. Um. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. we've sat here for a couple hours, and we've <laughs> drank a lot of drink. A, a lot. A lot. We've been embracing our hump day treat. It's hump day. So, bear with us. Look, Mercury's about to do its thing. I, It's, it's going, going down, down for real. real. <laughs> I was waiting for it to stop wiggling. Two songs right off the bat. Yeah. You are welcome. <laughs> Ashton loves that song. It's a great song. And okay. Hold on. I oh my god, even I have started. to post a TikTok that me and Asher did because it was this thing a couple years ago and you draw like a person on your nose like they're twerking and you wiggle your nose like it's their butt. Oh my god. And I did it to my kid. That's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna post it. I have a kid's story with that song too. Okay, awesome. Go. Ashton loves that song. Yeah. And uh Steven let him watch the video one time. Oh. Okay. And yeah, I quickly said, that's not appropriate. And now he's a booty man. <laughs> he's always, since he was like eight months old, been a booty man. But there was this thing with this Applebee's waitress. He kept watching her butt when she walked oh, away. Oh, I remember you so telling weird. me that story. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> with that song. Okay. So, you know, the girls in the video. Yeah. They're wearing like tube tops and short mm-hmm. shorts or, you know, the real short, like, uh, Tight dresses, like the, what are they called? The bandage dresses? I don't freaking know. But anyway, the super tight dresses. Yeah. And just very summery clothes. And so we were in Target one day, surprise, surprise. Huh. And looking in the clothes section. And Stephen was with us at Target this time. And we were in the women's clothes. And we kind of <laughs> round this rack. And there's these three mannequins. And they're dressed in summery clothes. And tube tops and tight dresses. And, you okay. know, whatever. There's like three or four mannequins. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's got her face in her hand. And Ashton, there's people all around us because it's super busy. It's like a Saturday afternoon Target trip. Yeah. And Ashton points at the ma- at the mannequins and he goes, Dad, look. It's Wiggle Wiggle. It's Wiggle Wiggle. <laughs> or no, he didn't say Wiggle Wiggle. He said Patty Cake. Because you know the oh, part that's Patty, patty Cake, Patty Cake, cake make no hands. <laughs> that part. Yeah. And so he was like. Wiggle, patty cake. Dad, it's patty oh cake. Oh, my God. My face turned bright red. <laughs> Steven was trying not to laugh. Dude, he turned around and just walked away from us. <laughs> I mean, what do you He do? just turned around and walked away, and I'm like, shit, now I'm here with the perverted <laughs> kids. talking about patty cake. <laughs> Ashton was probably like two or three years old. Oh, my God. That's adorable. And now he's not allowed to watch music videos. Either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, look, it's WAP. <laughs> Stop it. I would die. I would just die. <laughs> no, thank if you, please. If he's got, like, a picture of Cardi B. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can he be like, look. 
Deceased. Oh, God. <laughs> no, thank you, please. Well, I know that you would not let him watch that anyways. No, so, I don't or watch listen, that. Yeah. Even to the clean version, it's still bad. It's yeah. still bad. No, thanks. Okay. I'm good. All right. We've got way off topic. We are way off. Uh, Ivy League crimes. I figured since it's the start of school and people are going back to their colleges, this mm-hmm. would be a great time to do an Ivy League crimes episode. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Happy humping. Happy humping. They're gonna. They're gonna. Yeah, them college kids. All them new hookups. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's what they go to school for. (laughs) (laughs) We just Watch any teen movie. You know that's what they go to school for. That's what they go to school for. (laughs) Go to them frat parties. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so um, I went on my own this week with the hump day treat. Since it's my turn. Here I go again on my own. That was awful. That was awful. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Um, (laughs) I'm here for it. (laughs) And that will stay, I'm pretty sure, because Mm -hmm. all of my horrible singing stays in there. Um, Anyways. Entertainment. What was I saying? Okay. All right. You're you're welcome for the entertainment value. Yeah, there you go. I'm glad I can add value to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so through all my research, like I just kept hearing "Legally Blonde" in my head. Yeah. So I was trying to think of a hump day treat, and I'm like, well, what would Ivy Leaguers bring? And then I was like, oh, Vivian, <laughs> I'll bring the Merlot. Yeah. So look, okay, we don't like reds. We'll do the sweet reds. Or babies. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm prepared to not get a legit Merlot because gross. Mm-hmm. Not kink shaming, but we just don't <laughs> like. <laughs> it just is what it is. It is what it is. So I'm walking around at Thrifty Liquor. Mm-hmm. They should start paying us, by the way. I'm going to leave them some business cards. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> so I find this bottle of Behringer, which I know is like cheap shit. Okay. I understand that. Um, but I had like a little bit shit. of a sticker shock from my last time with the $43. So I'm trying to make <laughs> it more affordable. So um, it's called White Merlot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we're white. <laughs> <laughs> that we are. And... You know, anytime that they add, like, a color or a different flavor in front of, like, sweet red, Mm -hmm. you're thinking, okay, sweet red. Mm -hmm. It's still a Merlot. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, the first glass. It's lighter in color. The first glass. Was a little Was not great. The second glass is pretty bitchin'. It's better. Yeah. (laughs) Way more gooder. (laughs) Way more gooder. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, it's fab. And I didn't get any food. Who needs Because food? those skinny bitches don't eat anyways. They so don't eat. They're, they're studying and drinking coffee all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. We already did a coffee thing. So I was like, no, we have to have wine. It's been a minute. It's sophisticated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sophisticated. I was just trying to be funny. I, I knew what you were saying. Okay. I- I'm here with you. We're in the same spot. I'm just making sure that other people know I'm not actually stupid. <laughs> just want to make sure we hammer look, that look, in there. Look, 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 it was that one time that I said Lafayette. Like now I have, I'm a little self-conscious because I was joking and I was just trying to be funny and it didn't come across that way. And I just... <laughs> No, I, I have Her face looks really sad right now. <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but she looks so sad. I have a complex now. So. Okay, well, why don't okay. we jump right into it then? Um, Y'all go to our socials. Oh, do that first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go to that hot mess over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check the social medias. I the Facebook and the and Instagram. The photos of the cases that we talk about. Mm-hmm. The photos are... Lack thereof in my case this week. Or there. Look, we've all done it. As long as you provide us with some sort of visual aid. Mm-hmm. But what's more intriguing is like just hearing you talk about it. Okay. 
Well, thanks for trying to make me feel better. Okay. <laughs> You're Appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it was a lie because you were looking off in space and not my eyeballs. No, I was trying to think of like work, like I was going to go way like off in left field with it and making like hearts and rainbows and fluffy kittens and shit like we did before. Huh. But I was like, no, I need to rein it in a little bit. Yeah. Let, let, let's. Just the fluffy kittens. Anyhow. No, no hearts and rainbows, just the fluffy kittens. No, you're a good storyteller. So. Thanks, friend. All you're right. Welcome. Well, so, mine. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like segue into it and we were doing the same thing and then it just, it did, I don't know. It didn't pan out. That's fine. I'm having to touch screen my computer this week. Where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you said that. Okay. What? You said, where did it go? And I heard, where, where did, did you, you go? Because <laughs> I just watched I Clueless. It. Y'all, Me and Asher did too. My why wife do I went out last weekend. Sorry. Why do I forget about Clueless? Why do you forget about Clueless? I love that movie, but when I'm like searching for mindless things to watch, you know, because like at night, I've got to have some sort of background noise to go to sleep. Same. I'm one of those people and I leave my TV on all night. And so y'all just get off my back about it. But I leave it on a low volume. Yes. But I've got to watch something. I've got to put it on something that I've seen a hundred gajillion times. That way, I don't feel the need to watch it. Well, I used to fall asleep to Cold Case Files, and that disappeared. They took that off Netflix. What the fuck? Mine was Friends. First of all. Mine was Friends. Friends is good as well, but do you know what I've been falling asleep to lately? Hmm. Season one of Beverly Hills 90210. Stop it. I've never watched that a day in my life. Oh, my fucking God. The acting and the drama of it is so fucking ridiculous. Why did I not see this when I was younger? I'm watching it and I'm like, why are you being so fucking dramatic right now? Would you fucking chill the fuck out? Calm Sorry. Down. There's a lot of F-bombs, but <laughs> I'm just going, why are you flipping out about that? Like the writers, man, you guys, um, I go through phases. Like I, it used to be friends without a doubt, no matter what, mm-hmm. every night it was friends. And then I moved to the office and then I started kind of getting burnt out on the office as so then I moved to Charmed, and then there was Gossip Girl, and then there was Vampire Diaries. Mm, Gossip Girl. I always seem to go back to the office just because Friends isn't available to me anymore. You're right. But the every fuck now with and that then, too. I like to break it up with a movie. So I'll watch mm-hmm. like Mean Girls or Romy and Michelle or, you know, something like that. And it just dawned on me that you should be watching Clueless. Why aren't you watching Clueless? And why have you not watched Can't Buy Me Love yet? I don't know. Or she's out of control. I don't know. Adventures that. in babysitting. I don't know the that. The Goonies. I don't know that. Monster Squad. I don't know any of these things. I know. I'm educating you. I'm culturing you. Mm. This is your list. Okay. Because these are my childhood. I'm going like, to remember all this. Pretty Woman. Oh, I love Pretty Woman. Fried Green Tomatoes. I love Fried Green Tomatoes. Gone with the Wind. I love Gone with the Wind. That's one of my faves. What else? Old Yeller. Um, we don't watch that anymore because it makes us cry. Where the red front, where, where, where the red flow goes. Also, don't watch that either. Because, okay, here's the thing about me. If a movie is going to make me cry, mm-hmm. I am not going to watch it again. I may love that movie, mm-hmm. but I will not willingly watch it again. That's just the thing. No, it's really hard to watch. Old Yeller, I can watch, like, repeatedly, but Where the Red Front Grows, is, that's a hard one. <laughs> the only movie hard. that makes me cry that I will willingly watch over and over and over and over again is Knocked Up. Are you fucking serious? I cry on Knocked Up because Ooh. I'm a crazy person. I cry. I always tear up at the part where her mom's like, you should just get rid of it. Like oh. your sister did. Oh. Oh, and God. then she oh. had a real baby. Okay. <clears throat> that shit pisses me off. Yes. Uh, yes. And then she had a real baby. Oh, my God. But bitch, that is coming bitch, from a person bitch. who cannot conceive. Yeah. Yeah. And so that hurts my heart. And then at the end, she has the baby and they're like playing with the baby and they're playing that song and the baby's laughing. It's such a cute fucking baby. Oh, yes. I cry every time. What is wrong with me? Question. What? Do you remember the first movie that ever made you cry? Nah. Okay. I do. Dude, I be crying not, all the time when I watch movies. You're not oh. going to believe what this is. And you okay. may have never even have heard of it because it was an 80s thing. Okay. The Fly. I don't know that. Oh, I've my God. I've never even oh heard of God. that. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Jeff Goldblum. Fuck Jeff Goldblum. Look, in the fly, though. <laughs> that was a joke. I know. Was, I'm sorry. That was I'm, a joke. I'm, I'm preoccupied. It was from fucking uh, Pineapple Express when they're fucking, yeah. I couldn't place it. I couldn't place it. I couldn't place it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Continue. Jeff Goldblum. When, when he died, but it was the. So you're telling me he dies? Now why, why, why would I need to watch the movie? But he died as the fly. And I'm like, it was this giant fly. (laughs) And he died. But I cried. Like Please a tell me baby. you were little. Please tell me you were little. I was in my late teens, early 20s. Oy. I was also pregnant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that was the first movie I ever boohooed to. And ever since then, Hallmark commercials, anything sad or sweet, I boohooed in the movie um, oh God, what was it? Ma? Mama? Ma. Where like the creepy ghost was like taking care of these kids out in the woods and she was like, they showed her like up on the fridge and the whole reason that she never was that. like torturing kids or whatever was because she just missed her own that died and she just wanted a baby. She just wanted a baby. She just wanted a kid back. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking about. Well, it's not Ma, because I've seen that. No, and that it, I is think it was Mom. I think it was Mama. That's crazy. Or something like, oh, I can't. <laughs> I went and saw it in the movie theaters with my oldest daughter, and I'm boo-hooing, and she looked over at me, and she goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love my oldest kid. I mean, I love both of them, but, like, when they get to the age, like, past where you don't care if they cuss anymore, and they become their little <laughs> their own adult. Little selves. <laughs> it's like... You're right. I don't know. It's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your business. Anywho. Well. Uh, we have talked for a long time about nothing. You're uh, absolutely nothing. Okay. So well, let, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's yeah. do it. My case, as I already stated earlier, <laughs> I only have one picture for you guys this week. I tried really, really hard. There just is none. A for effort, Bibbo. Yeah. Okay. So I have one picture for you and that that's just it. It's okay. But my case I have titled mm. Murder at Cornell University. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Sounds like a mystery novel. It does. But here we go. It's a good headline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brenda Sento was in her bedroom studying in nineteen eighty three when two freshman women, Young He Su and Aaron Newswand. Newswand. Oh, Nieswand. my God. Newswand. Uh, there's That's one hell of a first sentence. <laughs> if we're reading it phonetically like we're from the South, it's Nieswand. He saw. <laughs> but, yeah. And okay. Aaron Na- Naswand. That's the, on- that's, that's the only time I'm going to say those, yep. those full names. Good. But um, <laughs> those girls okay. were fatally shot in the room above her by 26-year-old Sue Young Kim. Oh, fuck. Okay. Brenda said she does not remember much about that year academically, but 26 years later, she remembers everything about that Saturday night. It was incredibly violent, an event that no one in that dorm that night or in dorms around us will ever forget, Brenda said. And it's all coming back to me. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was trying to do it without laughing. <laughs> Sorry. You can't. You just can't. I'm fired. <laughs> Duh. Fired. Duh. Second paragraph. <laughs> Here we go. Sue Young Kim, who was not a Cornell student, entered the North Campus dorm Low Rise 7. That's what the dorm was called. Okay. On Saturday, December 17th, 1983, armed with a rifle. Well, if she wasn't a student, then how the hell was she allowed to enter the he wasn't a student. He, he. And we'll get to it. Okay. According to Brenda and police reports, Sue arrived at the dorm and confronted Young, 19, and Aaron, 18, in their room after Young refused to see him. Ooh. Sue is described as a rejected suitor of Young. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Brenda called him an obsessed admirer and stalker of Young. 
We all heard him come in through the back fire escape stairs. Those doors were supposed to have been locked, but everyone kept them propped open, and that's how he got in. He came in through the fire escape stairway and entered the suite above me, Brenda said. Less than 30 minutes later, Brenda heard gunshots as Sue murdered the girls. Oh, my sh- She then heard footsteps as he took off back down the staircase. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. Kim had held five other students hostage in Young's room before releasing all but the two roommates. Joel Melby, (laughs) which is an unfortunate name, lived on the floor below and remembers how much uglier the situation could have turned. Okay. It was only because the man's primary target, a quiet, shy freshman girl, persuaded him to let most of the others go. Her bravery saved the lives of all but herself and her roommate. What if she hadn't found the courage to do so, he asked in a comment on The Sun's website. Okay, shit just got real. Yeah. Okay. When the hostages were released in low-rise, the resident advisors were immediately told what was going on, and within minutes, the police were there. Buildings all over campus were locked down, and police caught him within two miles of the dorm, Brenda said. Thank God. Sue had fled in a car and was pursued by campus and Ithaca police officers. After a two-mile chase, the police stopped his car, but Sue had shot and critically wounded himself in the head before the officers... Officers? Yeah. Could restrain him, the police said. Ithaca. 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 Remember that movie? (laughs) Road Trip? I have seen Road Trip maybe three times in my life. I don't remember it. Ithaca. I've done substances since then. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) It's a good movie. <laughs> Every time I hear Ithaca, I think of American Pie when she's like, "Oh, you won't be so far. Too. You won't be too far from Ithaca." Yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And every time I say the word Cornell, I think of Andy on the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if any of these people were members of acapella groups. Mm. And then I think a pitch perfect. I really need to get back to work here. Yeah. Okay. Focus. The murders. <laughs> the murders <laughs> were the first in the 118 year history of Cornell and coming around the stress of finals, they left the university 17,000 students in a state of shock. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Many were in disbelief that such crimes could occur in the serenity of the wooded ivy draped hillside campus overlooking the city of Ithaca. Mm-hmm. Here's my one picture Shout for the out. case. <laughs> if you want to go to the notes, I do. Here's a picture of part of the campus with their their famous tower here, clock tower, mm. and you can see Ithaca below <laughs> and the water, the water, the water. <laughs> yeah, but it's a really pretty campus. It's gorgeous, it's gorgeous, mm-hmm. just gorge. I don't oh know my. what's happening. I, I don't, don't either. We tried. <laughs> But it is really pretty. Yeah. For wow. Reals. For real. Wow. I'd go there. I'd totally go there. I would totally go there. So it is hard to convey the sense of sorrow and dismay that the whole Cornell community feels at this outrage. Cornell's president, Frank H.T. Rhodes, said. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of names. <laughs> there is a particular sense of shock that such an act of mindless violence should occur anywhere, but especially on a university campus, a place dedicated to friendship and trust. Agreed. Yeah, I just think that that's <laughs> yeah, okay. kind of a pompous way to say that, but he's the president of Cornell. I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> People are just walking around in a daze, sort of comforting each other as best they can, said Lawrence G. Cohen. We're going to call him Larry. His okay. room was next to the victim's. It puts things into a perspective you don't ever want to put things in. Because why would you call him Lawrence? That's just not cute. Lawrence. La- we'll call him Larry. 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 Living with Larry. Larry. Living like Larry. SpongeBob. Oh, my fuck. Okay, I watched SpongeBob, and I still have no idea what you're talking about. Living like Larry. It's an old episode. (laughs) (laughs) The lobster, Larry, the lifeguard. (laughs) SpongeBob and Patrick wanted to be, like, free and cared free and easygoing like Larry the Lobster. So they tried to be like I thought they were like already him. carefree and easygoing. That's what I thought too. But um, apparently Larry does it better. <laughs> allegedly. So <laughs> <laughs> for all my uh, <laughs> all right. Letterkenny friends out there. 
Both Young and Aram were freshmen and were described as extremely popular among their classmates and active in various extracurricular activities. Yeah. Young was majoring in human ecology. I don't uh, even know what, what that the is. Fuck is that? I don't even know. I'm not smart enough for this case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ivy League shit, though. And Aaron was enrolled in a general course of study in the College of Arts and Sciences. General studies. I know what general okay, studies I know is. What Friends of the women said Sue had called Young several times and had sent her cards and letters. Once late that October, they said Sue went to Cornell, showed up at Young's room, and had to be removed by the campus police at her request. So he, oh. like, he's legit like crazy stalker. So man. he's been an issue. Yeah. Okay. Young made no secret of her rejection of Sue, her friend said, but they added that there were no hints, other than his removal by campus police in October, that there was anything threatening or dangerous about him. Um, I think the campus removal is a big... Yeah, that's enough for me. Yeah, that's a big thing. It's a red flag right there. Come on, friends. God. See the signs. <laughs> I saw the, the sign. sign. Pitch perfect. It all goes back to pitch perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Efforts by Sue to reach Young by phone the week before were rejected. Aaron may have made him angry with her by taking the calls and telling him that Young would not talk to him. Yeah, it's best to just, like, ghost on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently frustrated, Sue drove to Cornell to see Young, parked his car outside her dorm shortly before 11.30 p.m. <laughs> p.m. At night. Okay. At that time, Young, Aaron, and most of the other 150 residents of the dorm were in their rooms studying for the fall semester's finals. Like good little kiddos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Young was studying for a chemistry test. The dorm's front and side entrance doors are normally kept locked on weekends in accordance with the university policy. It was noted that there was no indication of forced entry into the building. Mm. Apparently, there was no need to do so. Several oh. students said that, with residents of the dorm coming and going, it would have been easy for him to enter, particularly because he knew the names of resident students. Ah. Yeah. It is still unclear how Sue was able to get his rifle into the building undetected, though. He just, like, yeah, like hide it under his jacket. For real, how Was he you... wearing a trench coat? <laughs> My next question. How, yeah, like, how did he do that? I don't know. It's the hoodie. Maybe. I don't know. And jogging pants. Just like tucked it down in there. But then how do you get it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh no. A little sus. A little sus. I need to see security cam footage. Mm-hmm. It was the eighties. There's no footage. And if it was, it was grainy. Mm-hmm. Or um they accidentally recorded it. Or we it. already oh, erased it. Or the cameras were turned off that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sue walked up the fire escape stairs to Young's third floor room and confronted her and Aaron. A few minutes later, a close friend of Young's who lived in a nearby dorm received a phone call from her. The friend who only spoke uh, with the son, this information came from the son. Okay. The friend who spoke on the condition that he not be identified. Oh, shit. Said he and Young had met because they both belonged to the Korean Students Association on campus. And he said she had occasionally talked with him about her difficulties with Sue. Okay. In her call, Young told her friend that Sue had come to her room and was upset. She said she was trying to calm him. About 10 minutes later, the friend got another call from her. This one sounding more urgent. She told the friend to come as quickly as possible to her room because he had pointed a gun at them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. When he arrived a few minutes later, the friend found seven people in the room. Young, Aaron, four other residents of the dorm, and Sue, who was oh holding God. everyone hostage with a rifle. Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> I went in, the friend said. He was there. He pointed the gun at us and was threatening us. For several minutes, he said Young tried to get Sue to let go of everyone but herself. Young tried to persuade him to let the other people go, he said, adding that she really showed her love for us by doing so. Oh, my God. That poor girl. Oh I mean, those poor God. people, but that poor girl. Oh, my goodness. But can I say how awesome it is that you have, like, a, a legit insider first-hand view mm -hmm. of this incident? Yeah. Crazy, wow. right? Oh, wow. Okay. Shortly before 11.50 p.m., Sue allowed all of the students to leave except Young and Aaron. Mm. As soon as we went out, we called security, he said, referring to the campus police. But even as the call for help was being placed, Sue opened Fuck. fire, killing both women. 
The police declined to specify the number of shots fired or the caliber of the weapon used. Why? I don't know. That's weird. They also did not specify in what parts of the body the victims were shot. As Sue okay. fled, many other students in the dorm were unaware that the shootings had taken place. Sure. Those who heard the shots described them as muffled. Others were alerted by the screams of those who found the victims and word quickly spread through the dorm. Oh, I'm my sure. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That would have been chaos. Pure chaos. Mass chaos. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Larry. Yeah. Who called Aaron, one of his closest friends, said, I was just leaving my room to take a study break and I heard screams and walked over and the bodies were lying in a heap on the floor. It was very <sighs> frantic. Everyone was up studying for finals and it was a madhouse. Yeah, because everybody was on Adderall and they were already <laughs> tweaking. <laughs> did they do that in the 80s? Is that how they said it in the Fuck 80s? yes, they did that. Okay, okay they, were, they were doing coke maybe. I mean, I mean, I wasn't born in 1983. I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know what they did in the 80s. Uh, I don't know. I've just read from like history and stuff because that's ancient to me. <laughs> I mean, I was only born two years later, but whatever. <laughs> I was an 80, like right on the dot, 80. Mm-hmm. We don't need to put that in there because we're only 21 and 22 as of now. 21. I'm 22. So Young was pronounced yeah. dead in her room. Aaron was taken to Tompkins Community Hospital in Ithaca and later transferred to the Upstate Medical Center in Syracuse. Did she make it? Where she died oh, at fuck. about 5 a.m., the police said. I know. It's so sad. <sighs> As Sue fled the scene after the shootings, the police said campus security guards spotted him and gave chase. The Cornell security officers radioed to summon assistance from the Ithaca City Police and the chase led east two miles to a road that passes a Cornell subatomic particle testing laboratory. What the fuck? Known as, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Oh, God. The Wilson Synchron, Synchrontron, Synchrontron facility. Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. No, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. There, the authorities caught up with him and stopped his car by nosing it off the side of the road. Okay. But before they could reach him, he shot himself in the head, they said. At the Upstate Medical Center where he was taken, Sue was placed under guard. He didn't die? No. (gasps) He failed. (laughs) Bitch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. District Attorney Benjamin Bucko. (laughs) Benjamin Button? Nah, bucko. (laughs) (laughs) Of Tompkins County filed two counts of second-degree murder against Sue Young Kim. Through the night on the Cornell campus as ambulances and police cars came and went, dorm resident advisors who were unaware that the shooter had been shot and captured told students to stay in their rooms and keep their doors locked. Yeah. Many students sat up all night talking about the victims and the tragedy. The school's exams continued as scheduled. But those, the next day? Yeah. The fuck? No, why? <laughs> but those students who were close to the victims and felt they couldn't take the exams were allowed to postpone them. Bruh, that should have been allowed for it everybody. for everybody. Yeah. That's not cool. He pleaded guilty to one count of first-degree manslaughter and one count of second-degree murder. Good. Sue Young Kim, 26 years old, was sentenced with a minimum term of 25 years to life. The DA said that as a result of negotiations with the court-appointed attorney, he dropped four charges of unlawful imprisonment and four charges of attempted murder for the hostages he kept. So they did some shady shit behind the scenes and Mm -hmm. struck a deal, and he only got 25 years. And I guarantee you he didn't even do 25. Yeah, it was 25 to life. And so I tried Googling. I was Googling a lot, but I couldn't find pictures, and I couldn't find... What happened? Like, how many years did he serve? Is he still alive? Where did he go to prison? Yeah. I know nothing. I know what I told you. That's all I got. But it, I just thought that was so sad. And it oh, kind of brings God. to light the seriousness of, you know, people like stalkers. Yes. it. it, it A lot of times people, police, don't take that seriously. Mm-hmm. And obviously there have, been, there have been more cases than I'd like. To count of instances where a stalker has physically harmed or killed the person of his obsession. Like, it's it's insane. 
Well, even and I say his, his or her, his or her. Oh yeah, because bitches be cray. Oh yeah. Well, and when they're a stalker like that, they're all bitches. (laughs) They all bitches. You're right. Yeah. Oof. All right, I'm gonna take a drink before I get started on mine. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. It is what it is. This might be a train wreck because I'm a little tipsy. Well, yours ended up being way better. Way more better? Way more better. Like, your case nah. was really super good because you had that insider look. I got lucky. You got That was. With the interviews with the son yeah, and the school paper. Crazy good. Some of that came from the school paper. Mine came from the school paper as well. <laughs> All right, well, we're we're going to hop over a, a little bit into Connecticut. Yeah, <laughs> you interrupted my swallow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Whoa. Connecticut. <laughs> That's how I say it when I'm trying to spell it. <laughs> Wednesday, Connecticut. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It helps. Words mm-hmm. are hard. It is what it is. Okay. Trucies. All right. So mine is... um. The murder of Annie Lee, Hmm. which occurred on September 8th, 2009, while she was on the campus of Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) I have a picture of Annie. Okay. Oh, she's cute. Isn't she adorable? She's got a ginormous smile in the most bestest way. Yes. Yeah. Gorgeous, smart, the whole fucking package, okay? Yeah. At just under five feet tall, Annie Lee was a tiny young lady, in the words of her thesis advisor, Anton Bennett, but she gave the impression that she was larger than her physical self. So I have a photo of Anton and Annie. Okay. It says Anton and Annie. He's a professor? He's a professor. And he looks like he's like 15. Yeah. He's a Doogie Howser. Get it, buddy. Right? He's kind of adorable. Good on you. Yeah. So born in California to Vietnamese American parents, she was valedictorian at Union Mine High School in El Dorado, California. She won scholarships to study bioscience at the University of Rochester, where she met Jonathan Wadowski. <laughs> Mike Wadowski. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, she and Wazowski were to be married on September. It's, it, it's really Wadowski. Wadowski. Okay, but it's Wazowski now. <laughs> I'm glad that you picked up on that because mm-hmm. that's what I did too. So anyways, they were to be married on September 13th, the day her body was found. Oh, no. I have pics of Annie and Jonathan. Okay. Or a pic. There were many more, but I love this photo so much. Because she's freaking gorgeous. She's gorgeous. He normally wears glasses. Look at her flower. She is a tiny human. She's a tiny human. And she's... Maybe I should have put the other picture of him because she's too pretty for him. She's too pretty for him. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when you got it, you got it. It doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can't with you. So... But that was my first thought. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's too cute for him. (laughs) She's super cute. (laughs) She's so cute. After her graduation from Rochester in 2007, Lee was admitted to the Ph.D. program in pharmacology at Yale. Get it, go. She worked in Bennett's laboratory studying enzymes called phosphatases Mm -hmm. and their role in human metabolic diseases and won a grant from the National Science Foundation to support her research. She's too smart. Look, I don't know. I am not smart enough for this episode. Look, I did. I, I, I Googled it and it still didn't make sense for me, but I'm going to read it anyways. So it's an enzyme that uses water to cleave to phosphoric acid monester into um, a phosphate ion and an alcohol. <laughs> okay, pause. Whatever the fuck that does. <laughs> you know what you just sounded like? What? You know that part on Romy and Michelle? Yes. Where Michelle's trying <laughs> she's to... She's trying to explain she's, the glue? She's reciting the glue. <laughs> That's what you just sounded like. You have no idea what you're saying, but no, you are saying I'm it. I'm reading words right now. <laughs> because, look, I used to be really good in chemistry, so I recognize the words, but... Oh, I have no idea what's I going on right now. I <laughs> don't know exactly what that does, but that's as far as I got with it. You're one step ahead of me, boo-boo. I Googled it. I gave an effort, okay? 
But Bennett remembers her as a diligent and incredibly hardworking student who showed a passion for science and the desire to make a difference in people's lives. Aww. But Lee was also known in and out of the lab for a caring attitude towards her friends, a sunny personality, and a sense of style. I want a sunny personality. How do you get one I of those? I want to be described as a sunny personality. Where do you find No, you that don't. At? No, you don't. No, no, no. Just I didn't pause. say she lit up a room. <laughs> get I out just, of my head get I out just, of my head give me back myself get out just hold the fuck on for five okay. seconds okay okay i stop talking now because i feel as intensely about that as you do okay all right so she has a sunny personality and a sense of style and an october 12th memorial service for lee at battle chapel or Battelle. Well, let's go with battle i'm here I for that like, Fellow graduate student Tara Bancroft eulogized her friend as someone who would wear five-inch heels while doing laborious mouth mouth, mouse surgeries, eat fried chicken, and not gain a pound. And you bitch, and you (laughs) smiley faces in her presentations and not lose anyone's respect. She drew fluffy kittens and hearts and rainbows. I want to know how you eat fried chicken and don't gain pounds. Tell me that. She was in college. <laughs> it don't make a fuck. Ever she since, had that young metabolism. You know what? No. My ever metabolism since I was like, has always been yeah. shit. <laughs> ever since I was like 10, if I eat something, it's going straight to my gut instead of Mine straight. goes to my ass. I wish mine went to my ass. No, you don't. Amanda huh. is willing to uh, donate parts of her ass. <laughs> I'll was, take it. I was going to try to do that as a disclaimer, but it's like, eh. do I really want to say this? But anyways. Yeah, that sounds really dirty. It does. It sounds really dirty. I mean, it does. Will- Fuck. <laughs> that sounds super dirty. Okay. You are going to so, have crazy um, sliding into your DMs now. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I can't even. I was going to say, but. No, it's because I have enough to go around. Nope, that the, no, nope. no, no, no. That just makes it slutty. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> but alas, we're not here to talk about how someone lit up a room. Ah, we all know where this goes. So yeah. let us start at the beginning of the end, shall we? Yes, yes, we shall. Okay. First came an alert to campus and local media. A 24-year-old graduate student was missing, and Yale police wanted help in finding her. Okay. On the morning of Tuesday, September 8th, a security camera captured Annie Lee entering. Did that sound funny to you? Entering. Entering. Yeah. A laboratory building at the School of Medicine. But none of the 70-odd cameras surrounding the building and attached garage showed their leave- her leaving. Yep. Her. Not her. there. I mean, whatever you're putting on. Anyways, that day or the next. So I have a photo of the security footage. Okay. I love security footage. She's in her book. She's in her book. Be aware of your surroundings, people. Yep. Also, I like that color green. I do, too. I like the color combo she has going on. It's kind of a cute outfit. Yep. There you go, lady. But be aware of your surroundings, people. Yep. Yep, yep. Don't be on your phone. Don't be mm-hmm. digging in your purse. Don't be looking at your book. No. It's sad, but yeah. We're trying to help me help you, people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, speculation abounded. A doctoral student in pharmacology, Lee, was about to marry her college sweetheart. Could she have gotten cold feet? Suffered an emotional breakdown? Sneaked past the cameras during the fire alarm that afternoon. That bugs me so bad. What, that they're assuming that she had an emotional breakdown? No, that it says sneaked. Oh. Because to me it should be snuck. I know. Snuck past. But anyways, it underlined it and said it was wrong, so. I think it's sad that one of our assumptions is she just suffered an emotional breakdown. Mm -hmm. She's a crazy. She's just a crazy female. A crazy lady. Oi. Okay. Days passed. Students, faculty, and staff grew increasingly worried that the four foot eleven inch, ninety pound Lee, described as smart, fun loving, and endlessly energetic, had come to a disastrous harm. Yale offered a ten thousand dollar reward for information leading to Lee's whereabouts. 
Her fiancé came in from New York and her family from California. The young woman's disappearance became a top story on the national news with dozens of reporters and TV trucks swarming the medical campus, the street outside Lee's apartment, and every move the police made. More than 100 law enforcement officers joined the search, focusing on the lab building at Tim Amistad Street, where on Saturday, investigators discovered bloody clothing hidden above a ceiling tile. No, thank you. But grimly expanding to include, among other places, a trash incinerator 40 miles away. No. Yup. Finally, five days after Annalie Annalie, Annie Lee, let me not combine that word, (laughs) disappeared. Police discovered her body hidden behind a utility panel in the basement of the laboratory building. She was in the fucking wall. What? She had been strangled. It was Sunday, September 13th. It was supposed to have been her wedding day. No, thank you, please. That is so sad. Then came the next shock, as if that wasn't enough. New Haven police charged Raymond Clark III, a 24-year-old animal technician, keyword animal technician. Okay. Did he have an obsession with killing animals as a child? Maybe. Um, So he worked at 10 Amasad with Lee's murder, one colleague murdered, and another accused it's the talk of the medical school, says Laura Smith, president's, president of Local 34, the union that represents clerical and technical workers, including Clark. Nobody could talk about anything else. Of course. I mean, well, I yeah. Would At press time, Clark was being held on a $3 million bond. Yikes. His lawyer told reporters that he expected to plead not guilty. Police had not publicly laid out a case against him or discussed his alleged motive, except to say what it was not. So I have a photo of Raymond being arrested, because that's the only photo that I choose to show y'all. Okay. I mean, there's other, like, regular photos of him, but I don't like him, so. Um, that's not cute. No. Douchebag. Yeah. So there's Raymond. This was not a street crime, police chief James Lewis said, announcing Clark's arrest. It was not a domestic crime. It was a workplace crime. Well, no shit, pal. Yale resident Richard C. Levin added in a written statement, This incident could have happened in any city, in any university, or in any workplace. It says more about the dark side of the human soul than it does about the extent of security measures. Okay. Okay. <laughs> CYA. Mm-hmm. Trying to cover his ass. Mm-hmm. Security measures certainly come to mind, however, when an employee allegedly murders a student on campus. I'm only in my 30th year now at Yale, and I can count on one hand incidents that even rise to the level of workplace violence, Union President Smith says. But there are holes to be plugged and something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a quote. I don't it. <laughs> <laughs> something like this. this brings those to the fore. <laughs> I know. Holes to be plugged. I know, I know. <laughs> Even though this was not a consequence of a security lapse, says Levin, there is no question that it touched off sensitivities of a community and brought to the surface anxieties about security in various parts of the campus, in particular the medical school. Yale is undertaking a review in response to employees' concerns, but even in hindsight, it's unclear what, if anything, might have prevented Lee's murder. Yeah. Okay. The morning of her disappearance, she left her office at the Sterling Hall of Medicine and went a few blocks to 10 Amistad Street, a two-year-old lab building where she did her research, you know, with the photosynthesis, whatever it was. (laughs) Photosynthesis. That's all I got. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> like much of the medical campus, the building was t- has tight security because of the sensitive work that's done inside. They got some secret FBS shit going on in there. Or CIA. Is it? Which, CIA. CIA is more secretive. Yeah. Says Martha Highsmith, the deputy <laughs> university secretary who oversees campus safety. 
All right. Okay. In the case of Tin Almasad, that sensitivity arises at least in part from the presence of lab animals, which have attracted protest. Of course. You know, peaceful at Yale. Occur, 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 occurrentially violent at other universities from animal rights activists. Entering the building requires an electronic ID card coded for people who have a reason to be in that facility, Highsmith says. Getting into the basement where Lee's body was found requires another level of access. So it was an inside job. Mm -hmm. Certain parts or somebody stole an ID. I don't know. Certain parts of the basement, including places where Clark regularly. I can do it again. Regularly. Regularly? Regularly. Regular. On the regular. Worked um, are restricted to yet a third subgroup. Citing law enforcement sources, the Hartford Courant reported that card swipe records indicate Lee entered one such restricted basement lab area. Clark swiped in soon after, and Lee was never seen alive again. That's pretty telling. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Thank you. If tighter security would not necessarily have helped... Um, what about closer pre-employment screening? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, Yale now does routine criminal background checks on new employees. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Clark, who was hired before that policy was put in place, had no prior criminal record. So it wouldn't have saved her anyway. Yeah. I mean, it really, I mean, sometimes people just go about shit crazy on mm-hmm. a whim and nothing could have predicted that. They just snap, mm. have their psychotic breaks, you know, yeah. whatever. But his high school girlfriend told Good Morning America that she had to call the police when she broke up with him. Yikes. I wanted out of the relationship because he would get very angry often. He would frighten me. He would get physical. After the breakup, for about two weeks, I was escorted from the school to my car. Oh, my god, That is not okay. No. According to the online New Haven Independent, which obtained a copy of the 2003 police report on that incident, the girlfriend also told police that Clark had forced her to have sex with him. Mm. She declined to press charges. They reported. Oh, my gosh. Others who know Clark have offered conflicting descriptions of his behavior, of course. Some former co-workers and neighbors told reporters he was controlling and volatile, while others described him as pleasant and friendly. Levin says, to his knowledge, Clark's personnel record at Yale contained no disciplinary action or other indication of anything out of the ordinary. Okay. In a September 30th email to (laughs) faculty facility and staff, faculty and staff, Levin announced several steps to improve campus security. Why does that, like, strike me as, okay, you're just trying to... Mm -hmm. Cover your ass. I don't know. If 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 it really went into place, good for you. I mean, they did do a few things. So here we go. So with an emphasis on preventing workplace violence, among them expanding the University Public Safety Council to include the head of human resources, offering workplace violence prevention training to supervisors, running criminal background checks on employees hired through temp agencies, and beefing up emergency communication in isolated isolated indoor and underground areas. Highsmith says that um, the last item could mean installing more regular phones or emergency blue phones of which Yale has more than 400 outdoor locations. Okay. Yale's policy does not prescribe a single central method for reporting workplace problems. Instead, it offers options like campus police, a supervisor, a union official, human resources, That might be a mistake, according to Janet Warren, a psychiatry professor at the University of Virginia, who is an expert on workplace violence. But it's not at Yale. Right. She's not in an Ivy League school. Right. It's it's a little different. (laughs) She doesn't understand. That's like apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. Okay. Truly. If it's structured and you've got to go to your supervisor and they have, and they've got to have a consultation with HR. I'll get it. I'm back on track. A lot of time can go by. The policy should make it clear, she says, that handling violence or threats is the responsibility of crime specialists, not middle managers. Okay. But the two do work together. 
Human beings are very intuitive, intuitive, she says. We need ordinary people with no expertise to note things. And then you also need the experienced people to assess it, which I completely agree with. Yeah, that makes sense. Although apparently no one at Yale raised a red flag about Clark, nonetheless, Warren observes if Clark was guilty, there was something that motivated this man to kill this woman on that day. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I'm not suggesting that anyone fell short these kinds of incidents. Um, you're never going to be able to eradicate them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He appeared in Connecticut State Superior Court <laughs> on October 6, 2009, but did not then enter a plea to the charges. Okay. Um, his hearing was delayed until January 26, 2010, since not all of the materials in the case have been made available to the lawyers. How convenient. Come mm-hmm. on, people. Clark initially pleaded not guilty on January 26. His pretrial hearing was scheduled for March 3rd of 2010 in New Haven. And pretrial evidence processing was scheduled for July 26. In October 2010, Clark's case was continued and another hearing was scheduled on February 9th, 2011. My God. I mean, it's just one of those where it just keeps getting done. Yeah. So it finally. Just keeps going and going. I know. Like the fucking Energizer Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but finally, in March 2011, Clark entered a guilty plea in Lee's murder in exchange for a 44-year prison term. Oy. On an additional charge of an attempted sexual assault of Lee, assault of Lee, Mm -hmm. he entered an Alford plea. Uh, This is when I don't like those. That's that's when that should not. Mm. A guilty plea that does not admit the facts but concedes the sufficiency of the evidence against him. Clark officially entered the pleas on March 17th, and he was formally sentenced to 44 years imprisonment on June 3rd. While Clark expressed great remorse remorse at his sentencing, I don't fucking care, he offered no explanation for the attack and no motive was ever given. Clark, in case you're curious, is currently serving his sentence at the Cheshire Correctional Institution as inmate number 371189 and is scheduled for release on September 16th, 2053. No, thank you, please. Nope, nope, don't care. And can I just say... Don't want to prison pen pal that douche. Nope. Nope. Can I just say, if I had to go to prison... Yeah? I would love to go to the Cheshire Correctional Institution. Just because of the name and where it's at? The Cheshire Cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're all mad here. We're all mad here. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that was lovely. I mean, it wasn't lovely. That was... It wasn't lovely, but... You did a good job But damn, her body was found in a wall. I wish there were photos. In a wall. Like, I wish there were at least photos of the wall. That's not cool. All in all, it's just another brick in the wall. <laughs> that was good. I'm on fire today. You are I don't on fire. Know what's happening? <laughs> we got a douche box. We have a douche box. Dude. Okay. Yep. All right. September 7th. Yeah. Graham Frederick Young. Born on September 7th, 1947, and died August 1st, 1990, was an English serial killer who used poison to kill his victims. Those English people love the poison, don't they? Yeah. He was sent to Broadmoor Hospital in 1962 after poisoning several members of his family, killing his stepmother. After his release in 1971, he went on to poison 70 more people. Two of whom died. You know who this is. I do know who this is. I've done him. Who was known. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And I just pulled up the photos and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know this. Young, who was known as the teacup poisoner, was then sent to Parkhurst Prison where he died of a heart attack in 1990. You did this, dude, in the poisoning episode. I did. I did. Is this the redheaded kid? No, pull him up. Pull him up. He is fucking creepy as... I think it was... Um, was that the, the poisoning episode? Yeah, because yeah. it was a teacup killer. The middle name is what... Yes! I know this dude. It's the oh. middle name that threw me off. Yeah, yeah. That's why I did... But when I pulled up the photos, I was like, hold hold on. Yeah, I know this creepy motherfucker. I know this dude! 
Yeah, he is a douche. He is a douche. Oh, that's kind of right. cool. All right, so we're going to leave. We're going to go. But Oh, but first. Oh, but spooky stories and shit. Spooky stories and shit. Don't forget about that. We really need your stories. Yes, we, we do. We want all your Bigfoot sightings. We want all your ghosty ghosts. We want all, all your, your urban legends. Urban all- legends. That's the shit, dude. All your human remains findings. Yes, if you found a bone whilst hiking, let us know. Unless it was from somebody's Kentucky Fried Chicken, then we don't care. Light Mary. (laughs) Yeah. You know. All the good shit. If you got some good shit. If you've been abducted, we want to know. I really want to know. We want to know. We need to chat. Were you probed? <laughs> we need to know. I about mean, that's that. really all we want to know. <laughs> yeah, we want to know about that. Okay. And yeah, that's it. Just tell us all your things. And if you liked us, let us know. Oh, rate by rating us. and reviewing. Mm-hmm. We like, or that. just a re- just a rate. But Do reviews we- are cool too. I mean, we're down for whatever. I mean. If you if you want to go if you want to go the distance and review us that's the shit if you just want to cuddle and rate us that's fine too I We're like that. that I like that we <laughs> can cuddle and rate or we can go you know a little bit further <laughs> we can round the bases with a review whatever you want to do <laughs> all right but for real now um obviously oh we got to go we need to go okay I'm 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 good. Bye, friends. Okay, bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout-out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.